Shalom, shalom, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that you could tune in today. I hope to bring a word that will bless you and encourage you. Today I want to talk to you about loving Jesus. I feel like that is something that I can talk about all day and all night because God has chosen us to love Him. I feel like that is the greatest honor and privilege that we get to love and know this Jesus. And we get to stay hopeful and we get to not just love Him but be loved by the Creator of this universe. I was 19 when I encountered Jesus and I remember having this understanding that I was loved by the Creator of this universe, the, the person, the very person that created the earth and the sky and the sun and the stars and the ocean and the trees and the birds and the animals. He is actually in love with me. And the best thing I can do is to love Him back. We love Him because He first loved us. And today I want to talk to you about loving Him. You know, the Bible says that the greatest love is when someone lays down his life for you. And that is the kind of love that God gave us. You can never beat His love. He beat us when it comes to Him loving us by laying down His life. That is the greatest thing you can do is lay down your own life for Him. But do we do that? Are we doing that? Are we on a daily basis laying down our life? Obviously, God doesn't expect us to die. God does not expect us to kill ourselves for Jesus. He wants us to live for Him. Obviously, if we have the honor to die for Him, it's an honor. But right now, I think God wants us to live for Him, right? I believe God wants us to live for Him. And that is the greatest privilege and honor. But are we doing that where we are able to lay down our life on a daily basis for Him. Sometimes when disappointments comes in our lives, maybe it is your marriage and maybe it is your church people or maybe it is your workplace, maybe it is the environment that you're living in where you feel like Things are not fair. Things are not working right. You've done everything. You have sowed. You have built altars. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have done that dance. You have worshipped. And yet you find as if everything is just not working out. But are you going to still keep your love for Him? Are you going to still protect your heart from getting bitter and hurt and angry? Because that's the number one thing that the enemy does, especially when he sees that when life gets difficult, when your situations are getting difficult, he notices that your love for him is only increasing. And that's what it means to lay down your life in a way. Because, you know, as long as we're on this planet Earth, there's always going to be attacks. There's always going to be situations. Sometimes it feels like it's not fair. And the first thing the enemy wants to do is to blame God for it. If you look at the life of Job, that's what happened to him. He was living a perfect life. Everything was going well until the enemy started attacking him one by one. His wealth, his children, his family, everything was taken away from him. It became so bad where his wife could not handle it. She could not handle the pressures of life. She started questioning everything that God was doing. And she told Job, curse God and die. 
Because that's what exactly what the enemy wants. He wants us to become so hopeless. He wants us to become so angry. He wants us to become so bitter. The very people that are supposed to protect you are the very ones that are hurting you. And you have every circumstances, you have every reasons to blame them. And then you indirectly start blaming God and you start questioning everything that is happening in your life. And you say, God, you have let this happen. You have allowed this. Why God? Why have thou forsaken me? I want to read the scripture of Romans chapter 5 from verse 1 to 5. Uh, you can read the whole chapter, but I'm just going to stick to verse 5, where it says, This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And here it talks about how we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that afflictions produces endurance and endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. This hope that we have in Christ will never disappoint us. And this hope is the one that will keep us going. And sometimes these attacks is the one that, that produces this hope. Hope because it is afflictions. It's only when we go through certain afflictions, certain attacks, we will know what it is to endure. Just like Jesus had to endure the sins of the world. It is only that affliction, that pain, those circumstances that will produce endurance. And it is through that endurance which produces character. So that means when you're enduring these attacks that we are going through, what is producing is character. We are producing proven character. And what is proven character? That means that meekness, that humility. I mean, if you look at Moses, when he endured, when he went through all the attacks that he went through, that he had to take care of the Israelites, he had to lead the Israelites, you know, it built something in him. It built that proven character. He built that meekness in him. And the Bible says, proven character produces hope. It is that affliction that leads to hope. The end result is hope. And I like what the ESV version says. This is Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And hope does not put us to shame. If you can just remember and hold on to that line, and hope does not put us to shame. And hope does not put us to shame. That means when you feel shameful, when you feel embarrassed, when you feel spiteful, when you look at your circumstances and you are tired, the Bible says, and hope does not put us to shame. And hope does not put us to shame. Why is it that the hope does not put us to shame? Because God poured out his love to us by sending us his helper, by sending us his spirit. It is his spirit, the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that made, along with Jesus and God the Father, that made this earth, that very person, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit was given to us. Imagine that. What a privilege that we get to experience. We get to have this Holy Spirit and hope does not put us to shame. So child of God, I want you to right now make this covenant before the Lord and say, God, 
all the days of my life i will never stop loving you i will never doubt your goodness that's what david did he was a man who fought many battles he was a man who endured so much but even even till the end he never gave up he never stopped loving god job was a man who everything was taken away and he still continued to bless god and god restored everything that he had lost everything that was lost god had restored and so child of god i want you to make this as a commitment i want you to remember to live your life as a living sacrifice where you come to that place where the only thing that you have to offer is him where nothing moves you nothing shakes you anymore because you have died so much on the inside that no matter how much life squeezes the life out of you all that comes out is your love for jesus is your love your love for jesus grows so deep that sometimes now the enemy has to back off he can try as much as he wants but then he will realizes that this girl this boy this man this woman she or he i cannot shake their faith their faith is too strong their love for god is too strong they trust god too much there's no point of me attacking her can you imagine that obviously we will always go through attack and he's going to keep trying because that's how the enemy is he's like a roaring lion he's relentless he is the most relentless person on this planet earth he's more relentless than us believers sometimes he will never give up but you should never give up because remember this was hope does not put us to shame so child of god i want your love for jesus to go to the next level your intimacy with him should go to a deeper level where right now you need to stop looking at your circumstances and look into the eyes of jesus and let the love of jesus empower you and cover you and i pray that that loving him will be so easy i hope that this word has has encouraged you has given you hope and opened your eyes into loving Jesus. I just want to end with this verse. Matthew chapter 22 verse 32 to 39. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. So that means to love him with all your heart, everything that is within your heart. Love him with all your soul, with all your emotions and your feelings and love him with all your mind. Everything, all your mind, your mind, your heart, your feelings, your emotions should all cry out for Jesus. Every part of your being is being squeezed when it's being squeezed out should call for Jesus. Jesus it will be the only thing that matters from today onwards. And the greatest love is by laying down your life and you lay down your life by dying to yourself on a daily basis. Dying through the wilderness, dying through the process. And I pray that you will experience God's glory and his intimacy like never before. God bless you all. Shalom.